Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Nina Kunlosita. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, friends. So today is going to be a fun episode and a bit of a different episode for The Product Boss than we've done before. Now, I know you've been hearing us talk a lot about The Product Boss Inner Circle Mastermind. Applications are currently open. If your business is making over $300,000 a year in revenue um, to multiple millions, we're putting together groups of incredible product-based business owners that are looking for support that comes with a mastermind. Now, We've been in calls. People have been applying and they've been coming to qualifying interview calls with me. And a lot of their questions are like, well, what's it like? What's it like? They want us to pull back the curtain and tell them what it's like inside of the Product Boss Inner Circle Mastermind. So how are the two ways that they can really um, work very closely with us, Mina? Because we don't work one-on-one with anyone anymore. And the closest Mm -hmm. way to work with us is within our mastermind. Yeah, that's why we call it the inner circle. And we, you know, coach kind of on the fly, even of they ask us questions via audio. So whether it be through Slack and, or they could tell uh, Christina, who's the mastermind concierge, you know, what the question is. That's another way that they could do it. But really, most people will reach out to us via audio and ask questions and we answer them via audio in return. Yeah. So we have this way that in between our calls, we have a Slack messaging app. We've got different channels in there. And our masterminders can leave us voice messages or they can type it out. Direct access. Right. Mm -hmm. They have direct access to Mina and I when they need it because that's what we're here for. Now, we also have our biweekly calls where we meet for about 90 minutes with our small group and people bring hot seat questions. And these hot seat questions typically are strategic questions. They're bigger needle moving type questions. They're something that they feel stuck in or they need advice on. Now, these questions are, po- are brought to us. Mina and I will answer. We'll also open up the question to the group and get feedback from all of the brilliant minds in this mastermind. That's why it's so highly curated. So what we wanted to do today was we wanted to share two different versions of those questions. We want to bring you in behind the scenes We're going to share one of our voice messages with one of our masterminders. She's an incredible business owner. This is Kristen Carlin. She is the owner of Rustic Grace. And she sent us a message and Mina responded to her. And we just want to show you how in a couple minutes, when you're feeling stuck, and if you have a coach, an expert, a community, a group to reach out to, how it can move you through being stuck. And then the next one we want to share with you is a hot seat question that we read, that I read out loud, and that Mina and I went back and forth and answered in front in front of the small group and also how that clarity came about as well. So you ready to jump in? Yes. Let's do this. Let's jump into Kristen's question. So first we're going to play Kristen's question. Hey Mina, the only thing that I've been sitting here thinking about is just what my next step is in getting the business to grow. I just kind of feel like I'm kind of stuck in a standstill whenever it comes to when it is my slow months. Like, what is the next step for the growth? You know, is it 
you spend more money in marketing? Is it that I need to branch out and offer another type of transfer? Um, I'm still hovering on the fence on this whole sublimation uh, printer thing that I talked to you way back when about. And so um, that I'm actually kind of thinking about making that a second type of business. And so just some thoughts I've been tossing around. I don't know. I just kind of feel like I'm just been stuck in the same amount of money. We're not growing. We're not, we're just kind of, you know, the same thing. And the only frustrating part really is like being able to give the girls the hours they need when we're in the slow time. And I just don't know how to move that needle up when it comes to growth. So, but other than that, we're just kind of hanging out through the holidays. And since it's a slower time, I'm working on new stuff for next year. Okay. Great question, right? This this question totally makes sense, especially for this time of year and her type of business. Yeah. I want what I want to say about this question is that this really happens with a lot of our high achievers. You start to feel slow and you think, oh no, what's happening? What do I need to be doing? I shouldn't be doing nothing. I need to double my business immediately tomorrow. What do I'm I I'm going to start another business because I'm so <laughs> bored. I've had two days off. <laughs> two days off. Literally high achieving feelings that you're in a slow season. And, you know, but the thing is, I want you all to hear this. Every business has slow seasons. Every business has slow seasons. Now, what should you do in those slow seasons? And I think that we get trapped in our own minds of, I need to be busy. I need to be doing this. Or what am I supposed to be doing? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And you spiral out in your own mind. And especially as high achievers, you feel like you need to be doing something constantly. Now, I did not coach her on the fact that she probably should take a couple days off. It is, you know, the holiday coming up. So I think that, you know, she was responding off a message that I was wishing her a happy holiday. But I coached her through what she needs to be doing in the slow season. I think that's really important for you all to know that this happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. We start to feel like we're not busy enough. And then we start to spiral out on how we can almost blow things up in self-sabotage. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and we Kristen has had an amazing year. So yeah. she's been through a lot already, you know. And we chuckled about starting a second business. But I know a lot of you out there feel like it's slow. Is something broken? It's slow. Mm -hmm. Maybe now I have the time to do this other idea I have, right? It's slow. What else do I do? And instead of focusing, taking the time that you wished you had during your busy season or doing the things on your long list of things that you need to do, so let's jump into Mina's audio response to Kristen. Yeah, you know, the slow seasons are great too. And I, I love that you actually know when your slow seasons are, which is perfect. Um, during the slow seasons, you ramp up for the busy seasons. So for example, right now, you would be thinking about 2023 um, and then breaking it down per quarter. So overall, what do you want 2023 to do? you know, like financially revenue wise. And then let's break it up into what quarter one would look like, quarter two, quarter three, and quarter four revenue wise. And then you break it down with like, okay, I'm going to do like these pushes during these times that would be like, you know, my quote unquote, like launches, you know, sometimes there's like, you know, your, you know, I, I hate using the word launch because people get like tripped up over that word. Um, but it's basically making sure that you do some pushes, whether it's existing stuff that you have or reaching out to your email list or whatever it ends up being um, to, to, you know, how we do on the million dollar bootcamp months where it's like, I am making, 
um, you know, I want to make, let's say $400,000 this quarter. I'm going to break that up into, you know, these three months. And this, this one month is my biggest month. Let's say February is my biggest month that will take up the major portion of, um, that will take up the major portion of that $400,000 that I have to make. And then I'm going to break it down with like what product that is, what pushes, what emails, all that kind of stuff. So that's really what you're doing is that you're going to vision out in this like bigger goal and then you're breaking it down and working backwards from it. So I hope that helps, but I love that you're thinking about the long-term along with the short-term. I want you to be thinking about like, what do you want your 2023 to look like? What financial goals do you want to hit? And, um, you know, is it, you know, that you want to hit the same financial goals, but you want them to be easier or is it, you know, like the profit margin it grows or is it that you want to increase your revenue? Because sometimes revenue, you know, if you focus on just revenue, we want to make sure that you maintain your profitability as well. So I hope that helps. That's just a general breakdown of like what you need to be doing, but slow months are a gift. They really are. Or you'd be thinking about your grand scope of your business and how you want to be living your life. Um, that way you can have room and margin to think about it versus being in your business all the time in the busy seasons. All right. I think you're pretty smart. Why, thank you. I <laughs> you know, wasn't sure about my response, but here's the thing. I always know that you know when we are coaching anybody that a lot of times they just want to use us as sounding boards. And that's really what I was doing for her was using myself as a sounding board. And she as the business owner, as the visionary of her business, would be able to take that away and really think about, oh, okay, I get it. I'm on, you know, I'm on track again. And I know, you know, what I want to do now. And it helps to have someone to talk to about it. And I think that's a really important thing. And I think at this point, you and I have worked with hundreds of businesses inside of our product boss masterminds. It's what we started with, right? Like before we would call the product boss, we had the multi-stream machine mastermind way back in the day. Um, And then we started the product boss. And so we've worked with... You have no idea how many different types of businesses we've worked with, we have coached, we've been able to see behind the scenes, we've gotten to know. And all of that information is in both of our heads that we're able to then share more knowledge with you that you wouldn't have access to, right? Because none of you have time to be in all these different businesses and have all these businesses in your heads. So, and also have a group around you. So we're going to jump into Kristen's response. She got back to us pretty quickly and she found some clarity, which I love because I want her to enjoy her holidays. Hey ladies, that advice really kind of helped get my mind kind of going in the direction I needed it to be going in. Um, So I definitely... Agree with you that, uh, you know, like I should probably be focusing on baseball and softball because that's the sports that is going to be coming up in the springtime. So um, I think that's what I'm going to focus on right now and just kind of get through my holidays and enjoy those um, and take your advice on getting those emails and stuff scheduled out for whenever, you know, back to school rolls back around for 2023. All right. Thanks, ladies. Good job, Nina. When you're a product boss just starting out, you have to wear all of the hats on a regular basis. But then let's say your company grows and you're able to bring on team members. You can take some things off your plate and delegate, which is amazing. But it also leaves you with a unique challenge too, marketing. 
Yep. Good marketing is involved with everything in your business, sales, customer service, social media, delivery, all of it. When you're the only person and you're wearing all of the hats in your business, it's easy to keep up with all the different touch points. But as you start to build a team, you now have to figure out who needs to share what information and to what channels your marketing can stay relevant and cohesive. It is no joke. And in a product-based business, you have to be able to move fast, which is why it's important to have the right data at your fingertips. Fortunately, there's HubSpot. HubSpot is a software platform that collects all the information your marketing team needs in one place. It's easy to learn, easy to use, and easy to customize as your business needs shift. Use it to share data, manage your records, analyze past performance, and plan new campaigns. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. You know what I love about this? And I want you to take in what Jacqueline is saying is that it's not the spending the time with each other. It's like having somebody even in a five-minute session that can listen to you and help you through. And the thing is, is that I know Kristen. She is a high achiever, hardworking. She's brilliant. And it, you know, sometimes we can get in our own way. So for her, it was me saying, don't get in your own way because we all do that, myself included, Jacqueline included, you know, all of us. And then we're able to kind of help each other through it. So I think that that's my favorite part of being like a coach to people is that, you know, I get a coach, you know, in that little bit of time, but also because they put it through their own filter and, um, are able to kind of like be able to take action from it. Absolutely. So now we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to jump into the way that a question gets asked to us inside of our bi-weekly calls. So these calls are now, listen, we work with really high achieving product bosses in our inner circle. They're busy. They come and they take what they need when they need it. So remember, a mastermind is not a program you have to get through. It is not not a step-by-step. It's not work for you to do. So sometimes people, objections are like, I'm busy. It's my busy season or it's actually the opposite. You know, Kristen, I'm busy. Like I don't have time to put into a program. But what you're not realizing is you you do not have the time to lose to not have support during your busy season and during your slow season. Because the mindset of the entrepreneur, of the leader, of the CEO is so core, so integral. And how much time do you spend going over ideas in your head over and over and over and thinking, do I try it? Do I not try it? What if I fail? Oh, I failed. What do I do? So think about how you can fast track um, your business by not learning from your own mistakes, but by learning from the mistakes of others that are shared inside of a mastermind. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, in these Q&A sessions, it, like Jacqueline said, sometimes people come... And they learn because we always say the question is in the room, right? And sometimes they have their own very specific question. You'll see kind of an example of this. But I think that, you know, when you get to this level and you have team members and you have, you know, other people that you don't get, really get the opportunity to like talk to, I guess, because, you know, they're your employees or they don't quite understand. But when you get to this level, it's not about the tactics anymore. It's not about, hey, I'm going to, spend this, I'm going to do this campaign or how do I get on Amazon? This is a step-by-step. That is not a hot seat call in the mastermind. Typically, they're like bigger decisions or uh, really big thoughts that people need help on. And then it really becomes about 
the nuances of how to run a business. You know, because you know how to run a business. If you're at the level of 300,000 to multiple millions, you know how to run a business. You've been doing things at work. You've been doing great. And now it's about having other people to bounce off of and see other perspectives. So you can look at the nuances more than you're looking at the sheer tactics. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. I think sometimes if you think about a mastermind as your board of directors, right? They have no financial mm-hmm. investment in your business, but they are there to, like you said, bounce ideas off of to not feel like you're you're building this business in a silo. Also yeah. to get more Maybe information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is like, let's say you're running ads and you've only ever been running ads and that's how you've done your customer acquisition and that's the way you've grown your business. You're afraid to stop ads or to change the way you've been doing things because you don't know another way. Now, what mm-hmm. if in a mastermind, someone came in and was like, I grew this multi-million dollar business organically. I've never run an ad, nor do I have an email list. And this is how I did it. All of a sudden, an idea, a light bulb, a new way of thinking can pop up for you. It doesn't mean you're going to shift and change your business to what they're doing, but you get to see the other side. You know how we talked about the grass is greener and there's mm-hmm. manure on both sides? right? Mm -hmm. But they're going to share with you the highlight reel. And they're also going to share with you the pits. They're going to share with you the things that were hard, didn't work, if I could do it again, so that you can pick and choose from this buffet of -hmm. ideas what you're going to incorporate. So in this particular call, a couple of the questions that came up, one was someone that has a you know, multiple million dollar business and they sell only to retailers. They only have a direct to a business to business company. And they're afraid that they have all their eggs in the basket of retailers, that it's it's growing. Like, where are they going to go if these businesses go out of business? They don't have an alternate. They're not online. They don't sell online. They don't sell direct to consumer. They don't have other channels. We've worked with people that have felt like they have a single stream of revenue, but they've built a beautiful business. But what if and what's next? So that was one of the questions that got posed. This question that we're going to air right now, and I'm going to read it out loud through it, is something about thinking about marketing. Because a lot of the questions coming up were about marketing. What's working in marketing right now? What's not working in marketing right now? I've been doing it this way, but it feels like it's not working. How do I shift and change and grow? So this question is about you know how do you continue to acquire customers? How do you continue to scale your ads? If we're not sure what's happening with ads, right? If you're If you've got ads and they're expensive... What do you do? How is it worth it? So you're going to see Mina and I, and this is a hot seat call in front of the group where we are going to work out and flesh out ideas and give our ideas. Plus there's feedback from the group. Now we're not going to air all the feedback from the group, but we are going to air our our answers. So you can just see how this turns into almost like this laser hot seat question, which helps the masterminder think differently about what they're going to do next. Right. So enjoy everybody. I know that you'll be able to take away any any little gem, even if it's just something, you know, I learned so much just from the questions that people ask. And I think that for all of us as being, you know, avid learners and lifelong learners, that we can take something from every question that's asked out there in the world, especially when it's from a fellow product boss at this amazing level that we can all aspire, you know, and find inspiration towards uh, from. And so I think that you will really take away something and and um, learn a little bit of what the mastermind is like. And I'm excited for all of you. Giving shifts in customer acquisition the last year, what are your thoughts on marketing spend going into 2023? Might be more of a strategy question than a hot seat. Well, we can talk about it because I think everyone here is doing different things for customer acquisition. Anytime a small business 
what's the hardest path to making money? Lead acquisition. Yeah. And I think that for all of you, if we're going into a recession or inflation of some sort, you need to get back to the people that you have on your list versus the people that more and more people. So there's tons of people on your list, even if you have a list of like, let's say 2,500 that, you know, only a certain percentage have bought. And then there's the really, really loyal customers. So for example, the loyal customers are going to buy no matter what. You In the times of like economic shift, you target the middle. The people that have maybe bought once that need to buy just one more time. You don't buy the non-buyers or you don't target the non-buyers and you don't target the loyal. The loyal will always buy, right? And then, so what do you need to do? I would say that instead of focusing on lead acquisition, how to get more people, I would say, think about how you can get closer to your customer and really learn what they want from you. And then that is what is value proposition, right? I They find that uh, they're buying my... Um, swimsuits because it's Brazilian and they really like the high cut and, you know, or or whatever it is, they value the reason why they're willing to spend the $200 is because they value um, that it's from Brazil and it's, I don't know, a different cut. Well, I should not, I should not have gone with a swimsuit example. Go with the okay? soap. Go with the soap. Yeah, I'll go with the soap. <laughs> Like what? Are, what do swimsuits look like that are Brazilian? Because I've been wearing one piece tankinis forever now. Okay, so. but I okay. do. But that's exactly like what we're working on right now. Because what? And and so, for example, in the mastermind, we were talking about VIP offers during Black Friday, early Black Friday sales, VIP only. They're more likely to buy. And how do you go for them? How do you target them? You can even go micro targeting, even to the point of like whatever your list looks like. Have they bought one time? Have they bought multiple times? So you might send like a segmented email to everyone who's bought Tobacco Leaf in the past and send them a segmented Black Friday email, but it's like early Black Friday, VIP early access, get this Tobacco Leaf bundle or buy two, get one free. Like get really targeted because um, customer acquisition is always going to cost more. Like Mina saying, um, there's little levers you can pull in. If you think about your list and you look at how many people have actually purchased from you on your list, Right. And then we even hone that into they purchase one time, two times, 55 times. Then how do you target what they need? Because what we're all going to experience in all of this and in this competitiveness is really um custom, custom nurturing, custom customer service. Like, how do you go to them and tell and see what they need? And how is your email to them or your post exactly what they need in that time? So that's a smaller lever to pull, but not as costly to you because you've already paid to acquire them. And I would say like, focus on the people that have bought once that need to buy one more time, not on the people that have bought 55 times. Because I, like I said, they'll buy 56 times, 57 times, right? And then don't focus on the people that have not bought because those are the ones that you probably have been focusing on anyways. So focus on the people that have bought once. It could be you bought before, but you have never bought our tobacco leaf which is our number one seller and is flying off the shelves. We're giving you early access to, you know, this uh, free shipping that we have. Yeah. Yeah, Or something something like that. So just do that. And I think that focusing on that is way less friction for you as a small business owner in a time where, you know, like you said, it's an economic shift right now. And a lot of small businesses will be like, Ooh, I need more lead acquisition. But the thing is you don't need to be fighting for the traffic. 
you need to be better nurturing the people that you already have and go for the least of like, I don't want to say low hanging fruit, but in a, in this time, so we can get to the other side of when they're like, Ooh, I'm going to move. I've moved myself up to that loyal customer section of her list, you know? And one more thing to say about that, right? That might be targeting, that's marketing, that's outreach. The other thing you should all think about are upsells. Um, like as somebody's buying, can you get them to add one more thing? So I just bought some things on Minted yesterday, which is like they'll print holiday cards. At my checkout, it said you have one week and you can buy these products for an extra 10% off, right? So they, that was like an upsell at the end. But you all might have something might, where it might be like, uh, you could buy one bar of soap for X, but you can get two or three and it brings the price down per each, for example. And you kind of offer them that at checkout or or there's something like, but wait, before you go, instead of getting this one bar of soap for $7, right now, if you add it to your cart, you'll get it for five. Otherwise, this offer goes away. Because think about when you get those sales, just $5 increases. Like if you can just move your average order values up small percentages, that right there is going to move your revenue up without you having to spend the time on acquisition, the marketing, the front end, which is exhausting and hard and expensive. And it's easier. You've got them there. Their wallets are out. Let's just tick it up a little. Okay. So I hope you got insight. You now see two of the ways that you can have direct access to Mina and I and this incredible group of masterminders inside the Product Boss Inner Circle Mastermind. If you qualify, if your business is making over $300,000, multiple six-figure to multiple seven-figure, and you're interested, we invite you to apply to be considered at theproductbossmastermind.com. Can't wait to see your applications come in and can't wait to work with you. Um, You are self-made people. We are proud of you. I know you're not alone because we're here with you and we've built this community to support you as well. Can't wait to see your application in there. This episode is brought to you by the shop one in five pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business, online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge if you head to shop one in five. The link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the Shop 1 in 5 pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. 
And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.